Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every episode we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide is the game good by today's standards as worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan Jones, always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Vampire Killer, aka Castlevania The New Generation, aka Castlevania Bloodlines for Sega Genesis. Castlevania Bloodlines is the story of one girl's epic road trip across Europe as she attempts to cause a world war that will revive her currently dead but previously undead uncle. So strap yourselves into your suspenders, grab your trident, because today we're diving fangs first back into the world of Castlevania. <laughs> fangs first. Um, so, okay. The story of this one. Dracula's niece wants to resurrect Dracula. Yeah. Uh, and the best way she can think to do that is by causing a world war. Starting World War One by ass- yeah. assassinating the Prime Minister of Austria, was it? The Archduke, Franz Ferdinand? Uh, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> I don't remember. Something. She's going to create a time machine, travel to the early 2000s, assassinate the, the band. pop rock band, <laughs> Franz Ferdinand. Of course. Yeah. Take me out. <laughs> <laughs> they asked for it. Wait, they, put out a song. Oh, no. they put out a song called Take oh, Me Out. No. So she came to the future, no. killed them, started World War One, and that's how Dracula was born. Oh, gosh. It all makes sense when you look about it that way. I mean, we're jumping the gun a little bit into what the game doesn't do so well, but... <laughs> What the story? <laughs> That's literally the best story of any Castlevania game that we've ever played. Yeah, and not to mention, like, that's barely n- not even in the game. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you get it wrong. None of that is in the actual no. game besides, like, the European map and moving to different cities. If you want any of that story, you better read the handbook. Like, so the opening cutscene is like, uh, what's her name? Elise, Elise something. Bartley or something, or Elizabeth yeah. Bartlett. There you, yeah, uh, sure. Bart, Bart, something. Elmira uh, Barkley. Uh, they're like a countess, like <laughs> a countess with like evil intentions, wanted to raise Dracula. It's some like they don't even tell you all of that information about this plot nah. to start World War One, so they can harvest souls to resurrect Dracula. Yeah. We don't need that. Just smash the A button. Let's get going. Yeah, let's get going. And then you, you're you like, all right, you can. John Morris, my favorite Belmondo. Uh, yeah, John <laughs> and Morris. Then Eric Lacard, which. Uh, it's kind of close to Alucard, but. Well, his spear is like the, the Al, Al. It's it's the Lacard spear. According to. Um, the game says I want to say fandom. Uh, it's the Alucard spear. I think the but according to the game, it's the uh, the Lacard spear. It's something. It's it's some like one or two letters. It's off not of spelled Alucard. the same. I no. think in the manual they spelled it right, and in the game it's spelled wrong. Sounds about right. Sounds, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a, a thing that happens often at these games. Yeah, but this was. I mean localization was not at the level that it is today. These video game companies didn't have like full teams of people taking these poorly translated games and like making them actually make sense or like checking to make sure the manual and the game itself said the same thing. Well, the crazy thing, uh, it's not even localization, um, but the crazy thing is Vampire Killer. I was just playing it today. That's the Japanese Um, Japanese version. version of this game. Uh, completely in English. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What?" You can tell that it's the Japanese version of Castlevania Bloodlines because when you turn the game on and it boots up, 
it's all in English. And so that's how you know yeah. that it's the Japanese version. Yeah. It's the, the titles in, in Japanese. I'm pretty sure the opening cutscene, the menus are in English. I mean, um, all of the HUD stuff is in English. Yeah. It's like interesting. Okay. So like how do the Japanese take to this, uh, <laughs> this version of this game where there's just like, well, because the text in the story is such an integral right. part of the experience. <laughs> I don't know how they would have even been able to enjoy this game. Yeah. It's, it's, it is interesting to think like of the times, the other games that, uh, the Japanese versions have English text in them. Cause it's like, <laughs> I feel like the extent of, of Japanese text in like us releases is like, this looks really cool. Like we should put Japanese text on this thing. Or even just to say like life. And you know, that tells you how many lives you have <laughs> or start, you know? Yeah. Like I'm thinking of, uh, I had this, this Gyarados card, um, a few years back and it was like mega Gyarados and it's like doing its attack. Oh yeah. And it's in like Japanese characters and yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. really cool on the card. And then you see the Japanese version, it's English characters and it's just really? the name of the attack. Oh, it's like, Oh, that doesn't really look as cool. Well, I wonder cool. if it's the same effect. Um, in, in different it's regions old, of like English characters look really cool. Like, yeah, uh, do they? when we were, uh, <laughs> when we were in Thailand, uh, we, I took a lot of picture of t-shirts cause people would be like, I want to put English letters on a shirt just cause they look cool. Yeah. And it, they very rarely made a whole lot of sense. And it's yeah. probably very similar to your friend who has a cool like Japanese tattoo on her ankle. <laughs> and like she thinks it says like love, but it actually says egg rolls, which is totally <laughs> fine. Totally fine. Well, the Japanese language is interesting. The characters have a lot uh, there. It's not like English letters. Uh, um, so I've, I've, I read there's it, two I, different kinds. <laughs> well, there's more than that. But like you have you have like the kanji, which are like the actual. Like, yeah. Japanese like what you would think would be yes and then there's another style where it's like written out phonetically in English yeah. letters and I don't want to I, I have a thing in my head of what I think it's called but I don't want to say <laughs> it because it's say probably it. wrong I've only been in Japan once and but anyway there is like a thing where it's like written out phonetically is it yeah okay so yeah one of the uh I don't know if I'll ever get around to it in my life but like I've always had this thing where I want to learn Japanese yeah mostly because I think I just want to play like Japanese retro games um, and so I started to read this like beginner Japanese book like three years ago. Yeah. Um, I think how'd that go? <laughs> I think I officially showed up to, to read it like two or three times. Um, but I got an interesting you say showed up to read it. Like you had an appointment with this thing. Well, like, yeah, yeah. I pulled it out and I read the book <laughs> and I was like reading it's it Thursday you know? again. It's my appointment with my <laughs> Japanese book. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, it was an interesting intro introduction to how the, the characters of the language are like based on like images in the world, like trees or like stuff like that. And they have like, meanings. yeah, it's like, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's interesting. It's it different, is different oh, than for English. Sure. Different My sister-in-law, uh, super into it. She's a big gamer and she, uh, minored in Japanese. Okay. She just graduated with a degree in geology, but she minored in Japanese. Okay. So yeah, it's a thing you can do. <laughs> so when I play Famicom games, just send the screenshot to your sister-in-law and be like, what does this say? Yeah, I don't like, know. Maybe she could tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how like in depth a minor goes, but I mean, certainly more than two days of reading an intro to Japanese book. If it's M I N O R or an M I N E R, because M I N E R's go very deep. They have to go <laughs> okay. underground All right, that's to that. get the ore. We should get into the fun facts. Yeah, before you keep talking. Oh sure. <laughs> Why don't we do that? <laughs> Not too. We're a little bit light on the fun today. Oh, this we is a some, somber. We have some somber facts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, developed and published by Konami. That's a 
somber in in regards to remember, remember, when remember Konami? Konami. <laughs> <laughs> Konami. They used to make games. Yeah, and now they do again, but they I don't know for a long I don't know time. what they're doing. They were just making pachinko machines yeah. for a long time. I think well they uh, they just announced that Metal Gear Solid um collection coming out for like all platforms i saw that so i think you're you're gonna get your don't, favorite game of all don't. time the otaku conventions coming to the nintendo switch yeah um <laughs> can't wait can't wait i love metal gear solid you i love metal gear solid back when it was just a level on super smash bros oh my word <laughs> uh jordan this one came out worldwide in march of 1994 look at that look at that it was within a few days of each other Wait, three doesn't, different doesn't names. seem to happen almost ever no. on on this this podcast when we talk about stuff. And of course, later, uh, this game was released on the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which is how I played it and you played it. Uh, the Genesis Mini and the Switch Online Expansion Pass. Yeah. If you want to play this one, you have the Castlevania Anniversary Collection has Vampire Killer on it. Yeah. Play that one. Yeah. Please play I, that one. We'll I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known that that was a thing. I would have. I would have played that because you told me that it's a little bit easier. I wish I would have known that. I would have played that version <laughs> as usual. Yeah, you didn't even like. I told you today, like, oh, the Japanese. And you're like, I didn't. What do you mean Japanese versions? And I was like, what are you talking? Like, we've talked. We have talked about this before. I'm sure we being have. Thing. But like, this is the thing. Yes, the Castlevania Anniversary Collection and the Contra Anniversary Collection. Yes, has Japanese versions of those games. I do remember talking about the Contra one because we talked about how superior the Japanese version of the original Contra. It has cutscenes. It's easier. You get more lives. All that kind of stuff. The standard fare for Japanese versus U.S. versions. Konami Japan just loved their fans a lot more than Konami America, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jordan, this quote comes from Wikipedia. Development team approached Bloodlines as a unique Castlevania experience tailor-made for the Genesis. In this sense, the gameplay was made more fast and action-oriented. Okay, I read that too. And then, so I've been playing the game for a while, and then I read that on the Wikipedia page, and then I went back and played a little bit more, and I was like, does this really feel more fast and action-oriented than Castlevania 1, 2, or 3? Definitely more so than 2, but I don't I don't know if I would agree that it's more fast and action-oriented. It is definitely faster. Like, I, yeah, I, I, like to me, it's obvious. The game moves faster. It's a little, just like a little bit... Um, a little snappier? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. The pacing's a little bit better on it. It's not this, like, slow plotting thing which castlevania one it's not like sonic you're not like flying across the screen or anything no but it it does feel like it distinctly moves faster all right um yeah i've i've always kind of felt that with bloodlines i'm like yeah this is like a a more just it's 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 what i want out of a castle like that old school castlevania experience but like it feels good to go faster and furiouser (laughs) family uh, <laughs> Castlevania <laughs> is a game series about family. It really it, does. It literally is fit into the Fast and Furious world <laughs> in that way. I could see a Castlevania movie starring Vin Diesel and The Rock as which, as who's, Eric Lacard and John Morris <laughs> with Kevin Hart. Kevin with, Hart playing Dracula. The, no, not Dracula. <laughs> Kevin Hart would be playing like. I don't know. What would he be playing? I was trying to think of a short character from this game. Uh, maybe he'd be playing like the bat version of Dracula before he morphs into the tall Dracula. Uh, 
What's happening? Uh, Jordan, according, of course, we already kind of talked about this, but as per usual, the Western version of the game was more difficult than the Japanese version. Yeah, what which the heck? Is, I played both today, and I was like... <laughs> so when I, when I originally played <clears throat> through Bloodlines all the way, I was save scumming. I was getting angry at it. I was like, can you explain that term for people who may not be? Oh, save scumming is I was just like making save states like mid boss fight and like, like you you get a hit you save you get a hit you save. It kind of, but it's it's not quite that usually. Okay, but it's like I've retried this part and I'm getting angry at it, so I'm gonna make progress. I'm gonna kill an enemy, save, get a little bit of make success, progress, save. kill an enemy. Oh, I keep dying here, so I'm just going to like keep moving through this with all of my sub-weapons. And, like, gotcha. I can't be bothered with you anymore, game. And that's I a really, you. that's a optimal gaming experience for you? It is a rage-induced. <laughs> not, it's not always rage-induced, but it is like... Let's get this done. I need to get through this, and I just don't have the patience. Yeah. So that was my initial experience with Bloodlines. So today, to brush up, because that was like a week ago, I was like, I'm going to play Vampire Killer. Yeah. Like, I think today I read that it was in English and I was like, huh, oh, it is in English. And like, so I was just playing it. And then I got all the way to level four, stage four. There's six stages in the game. Six stages. Each stage has sub stages up to 11 or 12. It's classic Castlevania, like one, 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 two, one, three, one, 11. And then you move on to level two. There were some in between one, three and one, 11, but I get your general gist. Yeah. So I got all the way up to four, stage four. Before I had to use a continue. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was in the whole time. I was like, wait a minute. This game's like, I like it. appears great. What was I talking about? It's easier. You were talking about how it seems like from what we've been able to tell, there are less enemies (laughs) and the enemies do less damage. Yeah. Well, that's apparently what it is. Right. And so I was just having a lot more fun. And then to make sure that I wasn't crazy, I went back and played the North American version of Bloodlines. Yeah. Sure enough, had a worse time. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, ah, this is hard. Interesting. It's not even that it's hard. It's like I was dying more. Yeah. I think the enemies, you know, just doing more damage. Now we've said this before, mm. and this seems to be the excuse that comes up most often. Why is this the case that American games are harder than Japanese games or even uh, European games sometimes? And it appears to be because we had a bigger rental market. Yeah. The rental places like Blockbuster didn't like that. You know, no, no, Blockbuster didn't care. Nintendo and Sega didn't like that kids could go rent a game from Blockbuster, beat it in a weekend, and then never have to buy it again. So they said, mm-hmm. well, we make the games hard. They can't just beat it in one rental. They're more likely to go buy the game. And so that was yeah. the the reasoning behind it, apparently. I wonder, so the, the, this thought just occurred to me. I wonder how companies would prefer things were nowadays would they prefer the rental market or would they prefer that their games get sell for three dollars on a fire sale oh. <laughs> on steam <laughs> or like uh they have know, to approve we want to sell though, right? this they can't like this twenty dollar thing but like people are gonna wait till it's 350 on sale to oh. buy it like what's worse unless it's a <laughs> nintendo first party game i saw somebody made a meme the other day it's like uh, what's better, buying this Nintendo game in 2015 for $50 or waiting to buy it in 2023 when it's $60? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do Nintendo games never get cheaper? Because oh. apparently they don't play this game that everyone else plays. Yeah. It's like Ubisoft will release a game and then like a month later, it's like 50% off. It's like, yeah. well, okay, well, I'm never buying one of your games on release ever. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure companies probably prefer to get three dollars for the game instead of no dollars from one copy of it sold to a rental yeah. store. This isn't even just a video game thing. I just saw um, Bob Iger, the president or CEO of Disney, was just talking about this because during the pandemic, they released Pixar movies like straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. And so now families are like, well, I'm not going to pay 50 bucks to take my kids to the movie theater (laughs) to go see Elemental when I know in 60 days we can watch it at home for our $10 subscription on Disney plus. And he's like, yeah, that might've been a bad move. Cause people aren't going to see our movies now, dude. And so it's not just video games. Like this is like everybody we've gotten to the point where like, we're okay. Waiting a little bit delayed gratification. If it means that our wallets are going to be a little bit heavier at the end of the day. When the super Mario brothers movie first like launched on rental services before yeah. it was like, uh, available physically. Yeah. Renting the movie on, I think everywhere, but I think, I think like, like Amazon specifically. It was like twenty five or twenty eight seven dollars to like rent the movie. It's like yeah. Well, you what? get it for forty eight hours. What? Yeah. It's like this movie's coming out on Blu ray in like a month for the same price. Like, why would you rent it for twenty seven dollars? Yeah. I like I love going to see movies in the theaters. I have no desire to pay for video on demand like thirty bucks to rent a movie. No, no, not to rent it. I mean, I'll pay three bucks to rent a movie once in a while, but like. I don't know. Yeah, no, it feels nope. bad. Nope, feels bad. Anyway. Anyways. I got one fun fact. I got, f- I'm not done with oh, mine. Do you let's want- hear him. No, you go, because yeah. you're probably going to say All right. it. As per usual, with Konami games, Jordan. Yeah. The game was censored when it was brought to PAL regions where there blood. Yep. That was <laughs> where, literally the one I had. Where blood and violent imagery was removed from the game. And of course, <laughs> to keep the word blood out of the title, they yeah. renamed the game to Castlevania, the new generation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloodlines. No, we can't say bloodlines, even though it's not referring to actual blood. Like it is obviously talking about like ancestry, but no, we can't have the word blood. So we're going to call it a new generation. (laughs) They were big Star Trek fans. I think it's the new generation. The next generation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is the next generation of vampire hunters and Star Trek fans. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what I mean is this just a Konami thing like Probotector Probotector we got to do robots instead of soldiers you can't say Contra Contra means against you can't imply <laughs> that there's any sort of conflict in this game Probotector yeah it's a robot protector yeah 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 can't have blood in the title or, Why did or violent imagery <laughs> how are you gonna play a Castlevania game without violent imagery well you just be nice to the vampires yeah. and the zombies and then they will take a nap. I think the fandom site also said Sega gave this like a, a general audience's rating. <laughs> I what think this that? might have been like pre-ESRB. Oh, okay. Um, so it was like a GA. Like that's E for everybody. Yeah. Castlevania Bloodlines. E for everybody. Well, it is pretty bloody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like the, even like the you mentioned yeah. like the first couple levels, like there are these zombies. You hit them and oh. like, they oh. fall to the ground and like and their limbs are blood. Fall. It's yeah, great. It's pretty gory. That's probably the coolest uh, like death animation in the entire game. It's just like the first zombies that you fight in the game. Yeah. Well, and then the first boss, that like werewolf thing and like yeah. you, you kill it and it turns into like a mound of like pulsing organs that you have to hit again. Yeah. E for everybody. Yeah. Uh, what? Well, how come they dropped the ball the rest of the game? It was like, <laughs> we're well, going to give about? you knights and skeletons. Oh, on the bosses? No, just like with the cool, like, oh, gore, the, the, uh, the violence, yeah, the I blood. The, all you get later on is like half 
bodies like hanging from chains dripping. Mike Wazowski's eyeball <laughs> connected to a chain <laughs> bouncing around the screen. <laughs> Harpies. <laughs> my, Medusa Head's my favorite Castlevania uh, bad guy. <laughs> bad guy. Bad girl. Bad girl. Bad girls. Bad girl. That's all my fun facts, Jordan. Yeah, that was that was. I wanted to make sure we talked about the fact that they had changed the name to get rid of blood. So weird. Then they, they turned the blood blue in the game. Listen, this is water. Listen, Europe. Your <laughs> continent is responsible for two world wars that killed like a gazillion people. <laughs> Let's not pretend like you don't know what blood is. One of them was to resurrect Count Dracula. <laughs> yeah, we all know about your whole World War One resurrecting Count Dracula. <laughs> Don't say blood. Mm, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. It's weird. All right, let's move on to uh, to what the game does well. Jordan, the first thing that I have on my list of what this game does well is the controls. Yeah? Yeah. What did you like I immediately controls? noticed that the controls in this Castlevania game are way better than the controls in the other Castlevania games we've played. I pointed out to you, like, you can jump up on stairs in this game. Yeah, I didn't Couldn't realize Couldn't do that. that in the other games. I'm pretty sure you can't even, like, once you're on the stairs, you're just, like, locked. That <laughs> is nice. You can actually jump upstairs. But if you, yeah, if you hold, like, the jump button on a set of stairs, like, you jump underneath them or you jump onto them and you hold up, like, oh, your character's going to land on the stairs. What a concept. If you just walk off a ledge with stairs on it, you go onto the stair set. I'm pretty sure in old castle no, no, games, no, no, that no. treats you like... You drop straight through if you just walk without holding it over or No, down. I was yes. doing it today. Dude, I literally was doing it before we walked in here. Before. I feel like that happened to me. I feel like I fell through stairs. You Probably because you were in the air. But if you just walk off a ledge, you'll like latch onto the stairs, which I'm pretty oh, sure was okay. a new... So a new thing. The for, stairs. In I don't know if Castlevania Four does that, or Super that came Castlevania. Out, Super gonna, Castlevania Four, yeah. which came out I think three years prior to this one, which we'll get there maybe someday. Yeah, this is the thing. The stairs right, in Castlevania is. games have been bad. They made them a little bit better this game, but they're still tolerable. They made them tolerable. tolerable. They're still strange. They still act very bizarrely. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that happened to me a lot less in Castlevania Bloodlines was getting knocked through stairs to, to my death. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Just hold up and you'll, you'll grab onto them. But yeah, the controls in general, the game's faster paced. Um, they strip down the sub weapons to, to a handful, which is another thing that I think the game does well is it's just like, we don't need, the stopwatch. We don't need yeah. all of these other. We don't need like the cross. We're only going to use holy water anyway. So we don't need the knives. We don't need all of this stuff. So you got an axe. I think you got three sub weapons: the axe, the boomerang thing, holy water, and the holy water, the fire bombs, fire bombs, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the Castlevania one, fire bombs. Uh, but even those, like you have two different ways of throwing them. If you press up and sub weapon button. You'll do like a super powered up version of it that uses four yeah. gems and then you have like the regular version. So overall, like and then another thing about the controls, you can attack upwards, you can attack diagonally, you can attack downwards. Like, Imagine that Mega Man, you can attack <laughs> upwards and diagonally. Yeah, this is Konami, not Capcom. I know. I'm Konami still kind of spiced up about the whole thing. Whatever, man. So, yeah, the controls like the game just lets you attack in more directions. The stairs feel better. Sub weapon controls are good. Um yeah. yeah, is is speaking of yes. improvements over older Castlevania games. This is the fourth Castlevania game we played. Yes. So one of the things that always bugged me was the fact that your sub weapons consumed hearts, yes. but your hearts were not your life. It was a secondary <laughs> thing. And this game finally realized, hey, that's dumb. Let's not do that. 
let's have you collect gems and crystals. Yeah. And then your sub weapons will consume <laughs> more new age, yeah. crystals. Yeah. <laughs> it's still weird. It's still weird, but at least you're not collecting hearts and being like, oh, I'm collecting hearts. I must be getting more life. And then you realize, no, I'm not getting more life. I'm you, just. Okay. So, but you hit candles. Yeah, you hit a candle. You hit a candle. It drops a rupee. You pick up the rupee, and then you can throw it yeah, as an so, axe. It makes perfect sense, you guys. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. So the problem is the that the the candles used to drop hearts, which powered your well. It's like Captain Planet Heart. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you ammo. It's the fifth element, heart. Um, <laughs> it's it's the fighting spirit. Okay. It makes sense, Jordan. It doesn't make any sense. It never made any sense. This new one makes more sense, but still not perfect sense. Like <laughs> Video crystal- games don't make sense when you write them on paper or talk about them in like a practical sense. Like they just don't. All video games sound terrible when you write them down on paper. Okay, this isn't an essay. This is a podcast. So we're talking about it. Yeah, but we're talking about what you would write on paper. I know. Write about like, the, the heart if, mechanic. If we were making a video game that had a sub weapon. And you need to collect ammo for that sub weapon. We wouldn't make a heart be the thing that you collect. What would we make it? I don't know. A crystal makes more sense than a heart. Okay, but it still doesn't make sense. You've got a bag full of crystals? Where? Uh, <laughs> where the- <laughs> dude, I don't know. You're right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, let's make it make sense. How do we fix this? Um, You collect... <laughs> I don't know what you the collect. The souls of the dead. Sure. Sure, that would work. Yeah, as a, like a as like you a, have a possessed sub weapon. Yeah, possessed by the souls of the dead. Yeah, <clears throat> it's that like works. um, uh, I think make it, it a little blue flame. We're collecting little blue flames. I think in Mystery Men, Janine Garofalo's bowling ball has her dad's skull and essence in it, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we just do one of those. I saw that maybe twenty five years ago. I know exactly years. what you're talking about. Yeah, because you've seen the the Smash Mouth music video, which made that movie famous. Um, no, I saw the movie. <laughs> I saw the movie when I was a kid. I liked that Adam Sandler was the spleen. Adam Sandler? Who was it? I don't ben know. Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller. <laughs> I told you, it's been 25 years, man. Shout out to Mystery Men. Is that a movie that anybody's watched since the it came shoveler, out? The Shoveler, The Spleen. You remember more about it than I do. Bowler. I just remember Janine Garofalo's bowling ball right now because yeah. <laughs> it's relevant to Castlevania. There you go. <laughs> um, what else do I like? I thought the graphics looked really great. Obviously, yeah. a major step yes. up from Castlevania 3, Castlevania 1, 2. Um, I even went and looked at Super Castlevania, played a little bit of that, and I like the graphics in this one better. Yeah. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, Super Castlevania has better graphics. Wrong. I don't agree. <laughs> they're, like, not saturated at all. Not your opinion. They're just wrong. No, I'm saying they're wrong, yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the sprite work in Bloodlines is better. The color saturation is better. Um, it's way less busy. They do a better job of separating the foreground and the background. Uh, I liked everything about the graphics. Not in, always, but yeah. well, no, I'm saying compared to Super Castlevania Four, yeah. I personally think subjectively that the graphics are the best of the Castlevania series to that date that this came out. Uh, well, this was the newest. I understand that. I understand that, that. But there's date, obviously so. going to be some like 16-bit uh, rivalry between the Super Nintendo version and it's the three years later. I okay, dude. I'm just saying, people out there will stand for the Super Nintendo version. Okay. I mean, whatever. Yeah, but um, in addition to your point about the graphics being good, there's a lot of cool visual effects. Like, there's, like, reflective yeah. water, and, like, they do some um, some interesting stuff later on visually, where it's just, like, 
Oh, okay. Like I see you. Like I'm, I'm impressed that I can see my character in the water right now. Um, yeah. yeah. Just let. There's something that the game doesn't do so well, which is a visual effect. But generally, it's cool that the game has visual effects. Yeah. Leaning gotta, Tower of Pisa. Oh yeah, the Leaning mm-hmm. Tower of Pisa. Uh huh. Which mm-hmm. brings us to my third point about what this game does so well. And I really Castlevania, like... Castlevania, European tour. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's cool. It kind of reminded me of like Street Fighter or Rampage where like after each level you see the map and you see you travel to a new country yeah. or city or whatever. And like we had Romania, Italy, which was the Leaning Tower of Pisa. You had Greece, which was like Atlantis for some reason. Germany, France, England. And it made the game feel like a more varied experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The previous games are very like, we are in Transylvania. We're in a castle that also some, for some reason has gears everywhere. And this felt like every level had its own identity. The gears were spread throughout Europe. (laughs) (laughs) It just felt like each level was its own thing. Whole Europe was steampunk. (laughs) There weren't that many gears in this game. I don't even remember gears in this game. There are gears in this game. Not like, uh, the, to the you were too level. busy spearing your way up the levels to have to even jump on the gears. I oh, that's uh, true. So we should say I played mostly as Eric Lacard with the big spear. He's yeah. got like a long pike kind of spear that lets you attack halfway across the screen. Dan played more as what was his face? Jonathan Morris. I, that's how I sca- saved scummed through the game. It's just traditional Castlevania style with a whip, with a whip, with um, the vampire slayer yeah. whip. And then I played Vampire Killer with Eric, and I was like, this character is way more fun. <laughs> this, is, this is way better. He's really strong. He can attack <laughs> a really long distance. He can do this like pole vault thing where you power up and jump really high up into the air off of his spear. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rad. Does it feel like Castlevania? No. No, that's that's what I was <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was about to go. It's just like Castlevania to me feels very much like whips. You need the whip, um, yeah. At least, you know, prior to, to Symphony of the Night, after Symphony of the Night, you get gear and swords and spells and all kinds of fun things that really changes a lot. But Oh. I don't um, know. I feel like the whip needs to be an important part of this. I mean it is in these old school Castlevanias before the, the Metroidvania genre kind of kicked off. You tell me once we get to Metroidvania versions of Castlevania that we don't get whips anymore? Uh, I, I don't know if there's a weapon in, uh, it's not like the primary weapon is what you're saying. Well, you're playing as Alucard. So, Oh, why would Did you get a spear? Why? <laughs> no, he's like, uses a sword and stuff. All right. You can change your weapons. You, you there's lots of weapons. His, his mouth is a bunch of swords. Why wouldn't he just use that? <laughs> so that's nice, great. Is great. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but Jordan, you know what I like about this game? What's that, Dan? Different candles. There are two different types of candles in this game. Did you notice this? The su- so one of the points of frustration sometimes in Castlevania is yeah. I have a sub weapon that I really like. Yeah. Ah, crap. I hit a candle and it dropped the sub weapon that I didn't want on me. Okay. This game has one thick candle to tell yeah. you there is a weapon in it. Yeah. And then two thin candles to tell you there's a gem or something else. I in did. It. Yeah. And I, I like that. That's nice. <laughs> I it like is it nice. a lot. You get the sub it's weapon the you want. Yeah. You don't accidentally pick up something dumb. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game just did a lot. It took the stuff that we like from Castlevania and gave you some quality of life improvements. Yeah, not really like a quality of well, it's not really like an innovation for the series, but also liked different characters. I like that I could choose Jonathan Morris or Eric Lecard, and then like they both have different paths through the levels. Yeah, Jonathan Morris can like use his whip to Indiana Jones, which I, <clears throat> I think I entered a, a password. 
um, off the internet to like, I ran out of continues or some nonsense. Um, and, uh, I ended up in, I think a Jonathan area with Eric. And I was like, how do I like, you were stuck. I was stuck and I didn't realize like, oh no. In the room before this, yeah, you needed to go a different direction. I, like, I did yeah, that one time. I, I walked into a room. I was like, I can't get through here. And then that was when I learned about the pole vaulting. I had to go back to the previous room and start pole vaulting up. It lets you go back to the previous room. Cause yeah. I didn't try. It does. Yeah. Well, okay. if, if we're talking about the same space, which we I may not we be, we may not be. Well, there was, there was one spit. I think that that spot was where I learned that you could Indiana Jones whip. Cause I yeah. don't think I knew about it before that. And I was like, that's pretty oh. cool. It's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, this, this is cool. We've so, had a whip for a while pads. and we haven't used it to swing across a gap like Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia. Indiana Jones. Same guy. <laughs> They're both played by George Lucas, right? <laughs> Lucas Arts. <laughs> this is a point and click game. Yeah. By Lucas Arts. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of uh, oh, Lucas Films is the movie company. <laughs> uh yep video games what else do you think the game did well dan the difficulty in starting lives options this game will like let you start off you could play it at easy or normal and then you can start with three or five lives and i'm like dude i'm normal on five lives not only am i bummed that i didn't play the <laughs> japanese version but i'm also bummed that i didn't look at the options yeah, and always like, look at the options first I know, that's literally I anytime you get pro- i want to say 80 plus percent of the time, the first thing I do in a video game is we'll look at the options menu. Come and go check out the sound menu. Yeah, well, it's not even the sound menu, but it's like, it's just a thing. You just got to check out the options before you dive in. What's here? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that you can give yourself more lives and more continues and all that kind of yeah. stuff and change the the difficulty. I wish I would have known that you could do any of that. The game stuff. is still hard. Apparently, if you beat this one on easy, the punishment is we only show you the the, the is it a the fake final, ending? The fa- no, it's not a fake ending. But apparently, they only show you the ending for three seconds. Oh, and then they like go you don't away. get to you don't deserve to see yeah. this. So what happens too is you beat the game on normal and then you unlock expert mode. And then the ending of expert mode gives you like an extra screen. (laughs) So rewarding. Somebody was saying online that the expert mode in the Japanese version is the normal mode in the American version. So that's cool. Love that for us. Yeah. I don't know. Japanese version is so much more fun. If I had a time machine, I wouldn't use it for this. (laughs) (laughs) If I got real bored after a long time, I might go back to the 90s and tell video game companies to just stop. Just stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> Don't do this. You'll sell more copies. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, you won't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sell more used copies in 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan, boss fights don't suck in this game. <clears throat> no, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, I liked. <laughs> I was, didn't feel like a tedious headache before stage six. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, I was enjoying the boss yeah. fights. I was. I thought that they were all pretty good, pretty fun. And then yeah, you get to the boss gauntlet, and then like the world six or level six, or whatever. Yeah, you fight like every boss over again. It's a rough. It's rough. You fight the road trip in Nice of Dracula and she's got like 18 forms and then you uh-huh. fight Dracula's 18 forms. I didn't make it. I couldn't make it through the gauntlet. I tried my best. I played it many times. I made it all the way to like the second to last boss and just couldn't, couldn't get there. Got to save scum. Yeah. I just didn't feel like it. Like it, I was, I was like, I don't want to like 
I'm having a pretty good time with this game. I don't want to like ruin it by like trying to, I don't know. It just didn't seem like it would be fun to That's do. That's a very different attitude than I have. I'm having a pretty bad time with this game. I think I'm going to make it worse by yeah. just sitting here in my. It didn't. Uh, so I thought I was on. I thought I was on the last boss. Yeah. Um, and then I came here and you were like, no. No, no. There was Dracula yeah. still to fight. I thought if I kill his niece, she won't be able to resurrect him, and then I won't have to fight Dracula. Too late. Yeah, I uh, I loaded up. The save happened to be in the middle of Dracula's last phase. So I got to show you what you missed, and it looked like you were really bummed to have missed. Um, No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Giant, distorted, bat yeah, demon. It's like a big demon who has like a thing. head in the wrong place. It's yeah. uncomfortable. I and didn't then, really love it. I died and I showed you the beginning of Dracula again, which is like just the classic boring Dracula fight. He's opening his cape. You hit him balls. and he's moving really quick and you, you're trying to hit him before he moves. And, yeah. And for like two minutes. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is, this we've is done a, it. I've sure. done it. Yeah. I, I beat him in the, well, I don't know if I beat him. I've beat him before in at least a, I don't think you have. Game. Yeah. I bro, don't think you I beat him in the Dracula. first kit, Dracula. I don't think you, you beat him in the second. Second one. Yeah, okay. where he doesn't do anything but like bounce no, no, around. No, 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 no. I did. I remember I beat him in the first one because you could just chuck holy water at him and it would stun lock him. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fixed that in subsequent games. Yeah, it's, it's a real problem. You can beat every boss in the first Why game if you have holy water. Why did they make the game less water. fun? Just let me stun lock everything. Let me just stun lock the boss. Stun lock everything. I've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. I think it's Tears. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> T-A-R-E-S. And um, they... I, if you're a normal person like me, you're just like, <laughs> no, like, okay. Most of us are playing this game and like going and killing the bad guys with swords. But <laughs> if you go on the internet, there's a whole like uh, group of people who call themselves Hyrule engineering who can like <laughs> create these giant mech robots. And I've seen people like pilot these things into boss fights and like, 500 lasers shoot out and they just kill bosses in one hit. And like, that's basically the modern version of stunlocking yeah. a boss. Like I'm going to create a giant mech suit to just wreck this boss. That sounds like the breath of the wild community. It's like every once in a while before tears of the kingdom came out, you would still see articles pop up yeah. on, on Nintendo life about yeah. some stupid, insane, like dude beats Ganon <laughs> with a ladle. <laughs> like all those ships flying around in the air that you're not supposed to be able to get to. Somebody found a way. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is, there's a lot of systems <laughs> playing. And I wonder how many of these Nintendo actually intended to be yeah. exploited the way that and these it, are. It but. just got even crazier once they let people build an F-16 in the game out of like materials that you can find laying around. I, I haven't played Disney the Kingdom. I haven't even really like looked into it much beyond like yeah. headlines, but it seems insane to me that you would be able to even do all that stuff. The good news is it's very fun, even for those of us who don't have advanced engineering degrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, how does it like, how do you build an F-16? Like, what is the, like, I'm not, that was like joke, but I mean, like you can, like, uh, was it? <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it. I did see somebody who built like a kind of like a big plane thing that after a while it despawns and then drops like a secondary unit out of it. That is like, uh, uh, what are those VTOL, like a uh, uh, vertical takeoff helicopter kind of things that had like a whole mount of lasers on it. And so he flies the big like carrier into the air with the boss and then it despawns and drops this like vertical lift helicopter thing with all these lasers. It's like, how do you even come up with that? Okay, but no, like how do the mechanics allow you to literally build that? It's You build two different things and you put one inside of another. and I It just know. lets you do it? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you're a big brain genius, I saw somebody who built a, a four um, a four stage rocket. Um, so normally, when you build rockets, they only go a certain distance up into the air, and so he built this thing that was four um, like pieces of a rocket that interconnected without actually being connected so they wouldn't all despawn at the same time so the first thing blasts off and then all these rockets despawn he hits the next one it takes off and drops away just like watching like an actual um you know nasa or what's elon musk's <laughs> elon musk's rocket ship they like like it, this is a multi-stage rocket that somebody built in this video game and it's like, is a normal person going to do that? No, but I'm really glad <laughs> that I can go online and watch big brain geniuses play this game in a way that I never will. And I kind of hope this will never happen because it's Nintendo, but I kind of hope that someday you can have like a an upload system where I can like download oh, yeah. other people's creations. That'd <laughs> right. be pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody's wondering how my uh, Legend of Zelda experience is going, I'm, I just got off the Great Plateau uh, like a month ago in Breath of the Wild. So I'm but you like, said, I'm you like told two or three me. hours into it. You I told could me do, I could play some more of it. Yeah, you said I'm you had a hankering like, to play yeah. some more, which is a big improvement it's, it's, over. It's fun. You. I didn't, I didn't start it. it. I wasn't trash talking it. For I never wanted years. to start it because I didn't want to drop it. Okay. I wanted to be committed to finishing Breath of the Wild, and I'm already like I haven't played it in like two weeks. So for six years, you were like six talking years. like ah, this game's no good. No, I, stop. You Let's weren't giving it the time. Anyways, of day. all right, that's enough about Zelda. Let's talk about a real franchise. Let's talk about Castlevania. <laughs> Let's move on to what this game doesn't do so well. Okay. All right. My first thing for what this game doesn't do so well kind of ties into what we've been talking about. I also love that you can play two different characters in this game. Yeah. That kind of got introduced in Castlevania 3 where we had all these different characters and you could go through the game and you could pick different party members and switch between them. Mm -hmm. And I I really like that. And so in this game, I'm like, oh, cool. We have two new characters. You got uh, John Morris, who is not a Belmont. I don't think. I think he's a descendant of the Belmonts. Maybe. Okay. But uh, he's got the whip and he's the son of Quincy Morris, who is a character from the Dracula novel, which is this is the very first time that the video games ever crossed over with the actual book, which that was kind of cool. Yeah, but it's like, I think. <laughs> Just the name. The, I think the fandom, like. I might have been Wikipedia. One of those sites was like, it's not really connected. They were just trying to like allude to it as kind of yeah. a thing. I like, mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's an Easter, yeah, it's an yeah. Easter egg. Maybe. And then yeah. you got Eric Lacard. Like we said, he's got the big spear. So I like you have these two characters. They have very different play styles. Um, what I don't like is that I wish it was more like Castlevania 3 where you could switch between the characters. Instead, yeah. you get locked into playing one for your entire playthrough. Yeah. So I played a lot of this game. I played it all with Eric Lacard. And then I had to like go back and play a little bit with John Morris. You basically get two completely different ways to play the same yeah. game. I would have liked it if each beginning of each stage you'd had you know those six different opportunities to switch and change characters yeah. or even do it like a party system where you could flip on the fly and then you could kind of choose which path to go with based on which character you wanted to pick i i just i like that they had the two characters i like how different they are but i don't like that you got locked into playing as one especially after playing castlevania 3 where that wasn't the case i almost wish like you could have changed like even at the continue screen like pick your yeah. character or whatever yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. That would have been cool, but <clears throat> I mean, there is a sense of maybe some replay value to Oh, it. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I like, cause it is a different experience oh, with each one. Yeah. It's completely different. Um, so like, I like, I definitely like that, 
you can play it how you want, like traditional Castlevania style or like the fun way. You could still have the replay value of like trying to do a full run with either character yeah. and still allow people to switch back and forth within one play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, agree, I guess. All right. I'm just saying. I just, that was a little bit of a bummer to me. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I thought it was story. Was the story, the story. story not so not so great? I think the story itself is actually really cool, but the fact that none of it's in the game <laughs> is kind of lame. Like especially because it it makes sense. Like if they took the story that's in the manual and just give us a, a line, one line before each stage, you could have told this story because there's not a whole lot to it. It would have put it into the game. You all of a sudden, like if you know, I'm trying to stop World War One. That's pretty cool. But even an opening cutscene, like they just, there's like, no, it's bad. I agree with you. It's, it's bad. Like, it could have been good. The opening cutscene is even like, wait, what? Like it, it doesn't. It's it sort of. It's like this magician, this old magician lady, resurrected. Yeah. On purpose or on accident, depending on I think which version you ask. Okay. Um, resurrected this niece of Dracula. Oh, okay. Who then assassinated the archbishop of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like the, I wrote down the story based on what was actually in the game itself. Not, no, it's not, not good. The, it's not good outside of it, I, but that's how it normally goes though. With, yeah. with retro games. I think the manual version of the story is fun as you, like we talked yeah. a lot about it. It's a cool yeah. little thing to tie into history. Um, and like, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, Vampire Killer, Vampire Slayer. You ever seen that movie? Whatever no, it's called. No. It takes like real stuff from the Civil War and like <laughs> explains it by saying, oh, this was like because the Confederate army was full of these undead legions. And it's like they don't change any of the history, but yeah. just like letting you in on like this is what was actually happening. And I thought that was really cool. You could have had that same kind of thing here. But they just dropped the ball by not even attempting to put it into the actual game. You just reminded me of that trend that was like 10, 15 years ago of like, let's take historical books and make them into horror. Pride and Prejudice and and Zombies. zombies. (laughs) And I think that there is a... uh, Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. (laughs) (laughs) I think that there's a movie on my shelf, which I have not watched yet, that I got for probably very cheap from, uh, from a disc replay. Uh, Abraham Lincoln versus zombies is what I think it's called. It's not Abraham Lincoln vampire slayer. The no, one I was just talking about. I don't about? think so. I okay. think it's a different one. Um, cause yeah, I'm, I'm, I like zombie movies. Don't really care for vampire movies very much. Okay. I'm, yeah. I don't know. Um, what about vampire movies that make the vampire zombies like I am legend? Uh, man, I haven't seen I am legend in a very long time. Yeah. Um, fun fact, the band, he is legend got their name from I am legend. But they oh. were talking about the guy in I Am Legend. That's why they said he is legend. Yeah, that's that's the that's how they got their name. I went in. Um, I was <laughs> I was trying to one year read through the top one hundred post apocalyptic novels of all time. That, Which what's number one? I don't know. The Road. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, no, it wouldn't have been number one because I think I started at the top and I didn't read The Road. Thankfully, because I've heard that will make you no longer want to live on this planet. Um, <laughs> But I've seen the movie. It's good. one of the top uh, post-apocalyptic novels was I Am Legend. And yeah. I read it and it is 
you couldn't be more different than the movie from That's the book. That's kind of how it goes, right? Yeah. Like in the book, the spoilers, I guess, for a book that's like 40 years old. But uh, really? in the book, he is the last human on Earth and everybody else is a vampire. And he basically is the bad guy because everybody else is happy to be vampires because everybody's a vampire. Oh. And so every night, instead of, or sorry, every day while they're asleep, he's basically the scary bad guy who's coming to kill all of the vampires. How are the vampires alive if there's only one human? What are they living off of? Does that, that doesn't make any sense. No, it's like they've all converted. They're all happily right. living as vampires and he's yeah, but the what bad do they guy. Eat? I don't know. Vegetables? <laughs> Bro, I don't know. They've con- they've converted. They're happily Anyways. living as vampires. And this, this guy is the bad guy, basically. Anyways... Let's get back to Castlevania. We we are we're talking about vampires. Are, How more Castlevania yeah. could you get? <laughs> we could be talking about the game that this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Is about. One of the things I didn't like about this game was holy crap. There's a lot of slowdown. <laughs> Dude, I didn't have that much. So much slowdown. I didn't. I mean, like definitely when you so you get your level three weapon when you're playing like really good. Yeah. And it's like you either have like the flaming spear, or like the electric looking whip, and then you're like, let me shoot energy balls, which cost eight crystals. Yeah. And like slow down for sure then, but like other than that, I didn't have a ton of slowdown. Dude, I had a lot, and I this is another reason why I feel like the Vampire Killer would be a better game to play because there's just less enemies on screen, so you're gonna have less slowdown. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, uh, bro. After how I, much crap you gave listen, Kirby about oh, slowdown, and now Kirby you're gonna pretend the, like, oh, Castlevania Bloodlines ran so good, oh, 60 yeah. frames per second, 120 Compared frames per second. Castlevania Bloodlines to the worst performing game. In the history of no the podcast. No chance, bro. You we are, have not. <laughs> no shot. Get out of here. The only game that has more slowdown than Kirby's Adventure is Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Which is a game that I like. But now on the Cowabunga Collection, you can play it with the slowdown turned off. Hey, let's get back to Castlevania, man. Phenomenal. You're way off Can we just talk about Ninja just... Turtles? <laughs> have you seen the trailer for that new movie? There's vampires in that one? Yeah. The it's movie cool. looks pretty good, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very exciting. Looks like into the Spider Verse. Uh, no, it's got like a, it's got its own art style. Yeah, that I like that movies are now like doing crazy art styles. We're not just making. Hey, look, it's people, but with big noses. <laughs> like for every animated movie for like the last ten years, I'm like, oh look, it's a person. But guess what? Their face is strangely proportioned. <laughs> now the movie just looks like a comic book. It's great. Yeah, that's fine. Like I'm cool that. with it. I like it. All right, back to Castlevania. All right, last one. What, all right. This is going to be controversial, I think. Oh, for no. Some Do you want me to, you want me to go for No, I'm kind of interested to hear what you think. So, like, I, I had to Google this to see, like, am I, am I, like, <laughs> is this a thing that people agree with? So, I, I'm playing, and I'm, like, realizing, what's, there's something weird about this. What What's going <laughs> okay. on? Like, I normally am, like, pretty, like, love in my time with Castlevania. Yeah. I'm, like, what's going on here? And I realize, I haven't even, like, thought once about the music. Yeah. Um. And so, like, I went and looked, I was like, do people like the music from this game? And people love the music from this game. And I'm thinking, it's it's got nothing on the NES Castlevania games that we've yeah. played. So, for me, it was kind of a letdown to be like, there was just, it was just lacking. You didn't, it did not hit, like, those classic Castlevania soundtracks that I've come to expect. I can't, um, anything from this. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. 
But that's the thing. In the past, you play Castlevania. It's not bad. You're like, like it's in your head, and you're like, I can't get that out of my head. And now it's like, could you even hum a single bar from this that wasn't uh, like a original Castlevania? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uh, yeah. No, the music is is uh, just straight down the middle for me. Like it's neither here nor there. Yeah, but Um, people love it. It's good if you listen to it, but it doesn't jump out. At you as like part of the experience of this game. I don't think. No, I was kind of bummed by that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't notice it to be honest until you just said something. Well, so. that, I'm, but that's that's bad if you play a Castlevania game and you, you're not like jamming because. Well, let's be honest. It's Konami in the NES era, right? Come that's on. what I'm saying. Come on, you go and look at like a list of the top ten uh, Castlevania soundtracks, and this will be above those ones that we love. I don't know, man. I'm just out. telling. I went and looked at them, and I was, I was, I was shocked. Konami chip tunes, maybe the Beatles of the yeah. NES era. Yeah, like could be, could be, <laughs> could be. I don't know. Maybe I'm super biased <laughs> towards that like classic eight bit chip tune sound. But no, it's, I, it's a valid point. I okay, mean, thank you. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily like the soundtrack was bad, but you were disappointed that the soundtrack yeah, was no. not as good as you've come to expect. It wasn't bad. It was just very average for me personally. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jordan, some of the sprites did blend into the background here. Yeah. In in this game. I didn't have that issue, but you, yeah, yeah. there was like a time or two where I was like, what am I, where am I supposed to go? Or I might've fallen off a ledge or something. And it's just sometimes Castlevania does that. Yeah. Like you just, I don't know. Is this gear in the foreground or the background? That, I think that might've been the gears were one area. Ooh, that's probably why I didn't notice um, it because I, the, uh, Lacard dude yeah. didn't have it, the gear sections as much as, cause those were what you were usually yeah, whipping were, over. Sometimes like the, it looked like this, like there's one part of the game where there's like these spiky wheels that are in the background that are look like they're spinning towards the screen. Yeah. And they look like they would hurt you. But they weren't, they're, they're just, just background, background element. Thing. They look like a foreground <laughs> element. That's not good. So yeah, sometimes the, I mean, the game looks great overall. Yeah. Oh, it does. But like you do have a few moments in it where you're like, uh, what, uh, what's going on here? Um, so this is just a minor gripe, minor yep. gripe. Yep. And, uh, speaking of sprites, that stage six, there's a, st- a section in stage six where they do this. It's really novel at first and cool. Oh Yeah. And then it's really annoying because like, so they do this, this staggered thing where there's a, a the screen is the, split up into three sections. Yeah. Basically. The, the top and the bottom section are the same. Yep. And then the middle section distorts where it looks like it's farther to the right than it is. Yeah. So imagine the screen is split up into three sections. The middle section is shifted over probably about 20%. Yeah. And as you move up into that section, your body gets kind of split and it doesn't affect like you're, you're still jumping onto platforms, but it just like messes with your brain. And it was kind of cool at first, but it went on too long. Cause Medusa heads. Yes. Like, okay, I can handle like one of the trickiest enemies in the game. Brains, and then now you're throwing Medusa heads in this thing where it's they like, bob you can't tell where they are yeah. because of the way it's distorted. And so I found that section really frustrating. Um, and that's where I stopped vampire killer was I, I had gotten through that section a time or two, but right after that section upside down level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, let's make the screen upside down after we just tripped your brain out. Yeah, and, and then your like, controls are reversed. Like, your dude's, no. the whole screen is flipped upside down. The controls down. are partially reversed. Oh. Since you're upside down, up ducks, 
and down does what up normally does. Yeah. And so like, you're still walking left to right, like normal. Oh, good and point. so it's like, it's just inverted. It's or a flipped. trip. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is too much at once. Also, you're walking to a giant boss gauntlet stage six. Not so much of what the game does. Well, no, probably I, the worst. I agree. I was, I think I was enjoying the game a fair amount until getting to six and then it kind of fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's too hard. Like it's just too hard. Yeah. And I like hard games, but like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> give me baby mode. Where's funky Kong when you need him? Oh man. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Just, just stage six in general, I guess was just kind of a, a bummer. It's like, yeah. What if we had 17? Bo- there are mini bosses. Like every stage has like. Oh, yeah. That was weird bosses. too. Like, you I like fight a boss. Like, is this the real boss or is this a mini boss? A mini boss. There's like two mini bosses, I think, in some levels. Yep. And it's like, okay. And some of them were like legitimately good bosses. Yeah. And you're like, this must be the boss. And then you beat it. And it's like, no, okay. Nope. I didn't get the orb thing. I must. No. I had to keep walking. Giant golem walking slowly towards you is. <laughs> the yeah, boss that one wasn't great i, I don't Cog like monster was there a way to Vector avoid Man. that giant golem without it walking into you or you just you're gonna lose life if you don't kill him in time uh i didn't really maybe with he doesn't like, i don't think he goes all the way to the left oh, okay. i think he will like hit the roof and walk backwards sometimes okay yeah the, i the, you gotta the knock all of his section cool. off yeah until you can hit his head yeah or have the axe to throw hit his head yeah. while he's I did like most of the bosses in this game, though. Well, the boss fights were not like super cheap, obnoxious things. No, and they were all not normal. Fairly different. Yeah, yeah. So boss fights good. Stage six, like fighting. All, make, I didn't need to fight them all again. Yeah. So stage six, they're like, let's trip your brain with this like weird third of a screen where it's not yeah. great. Let's make you go through an upside down section. Okay. Let's make you fight death. Which is going to make you fight a gauntlet of a bunch of the bosses that you already fought in the game. The really annoying, like, bat thing that spins around and you're on a tower and it's knocking you down and whipping you with a tail. Yeah. That bomb's okay, but, like, kind of annoying. And then you're going to go fight Dracula's niece and she's going to have, like, she's going to turn to a snake thing or whatever. Yeah. Then you're going to go fight Dracula. Oh, you died. Hope you have a continue because we're only going <laughs> to give you two continues to get through this game. Yeah. Stage six, kind of a downer ending, but anyway. Yep. Not great. But overall fun game. Yeah. Um, I, this is interesting. Where does this fall for you out of the four Castlevania games that we've played? Might be my favorite. I don't know. Really? Could be possibly. Might be. Oh man. I see. Think so. I think I so. was kind of feeling that at first. Yeah. And then I don't know what it was because there's nothing that jumps out to me that's like, this is so much worse than the other ones other than like the music. Um, <laughs> but like just the overall experience, I ended up having so much less fun than Castlevania 3, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I was like, <laughs> today I had the thought, I was like, I should probably listen to the Castlevania podcast that we did. Um, but I don't remember how I felt about Castlevania three. I think I liked it. I ranked it just like, I mean, I enjoyed Castlevania one. I didn't really love Castlevania two. I ranked Castlevania three, just like a little bit above Castlevania one. And then this one, I just, I didn't get that same, like, man, I love this kind of vibe. Yeah. There's something about it that I'm not necessarily like, I want to keep playing this or like, you know, Castlevania one was like, Oh, I want (laughs) to out of spite. I want to beat this game without dying. And then I kind of like, got this weird affinity for it just by brute force castlevania 3 i think i was like i'm interested in speedrunning this like i might yeah want to come back to this to play it over and over did again did you feel that with this one 
as I'm thinking about it, I don't necessarily feel that. Yeah. But I feel like it was a more polished experience than the oh, original yeah. Castlevania. And so that's what I think I like better about it. It's more polished. Yeah. And definitely still worth playing. Like, I love that it's on the collection. I, I, I've honestly, I think that my Switch says I've played like almost 20 hours of <laughs> the Castlevania collection. Like, that means I've gotten my money worth out of it. Yeah. So it's How a, many hours you got on Tears of the Kingdom? 115 or something like that. <laughs> 115, I don't know. My friend who is so busy has <laughs> put 115 hours Almost into Tears all of those hours be- were before my crazy summer kicked off. I haven't played <laughs> to it. To be fair, those were all opening weekend. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. I think I had, yeah, I don't know. I'd put a lot of hours in. I, I played too much of it, but it is, it's a great game. I've played great like three game. hours of Breath of the Wild, so I think I've, I think I've gotten a taste for um, the franchise. Yeah. Well, the, I think, I don't remember if we said this in the last episode or not, but I've already put more hours into Tears of the Kingdom than Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, I played multiple saves and uh, I'm getting close to the end of the game, but not, I'm like, there's still a ton to do. <laughs> we gotta stop talking about Zelda. Yeah, we do. All right, you'll, ta- you'll talk about it all day. All right, let's move I on to the will. rest of our show. All right, Dan, what would you pay for the experience that you had with Castlevania Bloodlines? Mm, what would I pay for Castlevania Bloodlines? Physical cartridge on the Sega Genesis. Sure. Mm, who games like that these days? Who does? <laughs> <laughs> who are you, savages? <laughs> <laughs> a large percentage of our audience maybe um man i don't know i'm <laughs> i don't like what my gut told me no go with it what you got say i guess it's seven dollars but i'm like yeah i don't know that checks out dude because it's, it's a weird because i like like i said it's more polished and probably yeah. more fun because uh, of the polish and pacing of it than the other castlevania games but it there's something like i feel kind of I wonder, Shmushy is the word that's yeah. like rolling there. I wonder if we, I don't know, this is just a thought. Are we more lenient on 8-bit games because they're like very obviously older, whereas a lot of games that come out today are trying to emulate this 16-bit style. And so we've seen a lot of awesome 16-bit games. And so we're harder on old ones because they don't live up to our modern 16-bit games, whereas 8-bit games are very obviously a thing of their time. And like not many people, I mean, you have like Celeste, <laughs> you have Towerfall, you have people who are emulating 8-bit games, but it's not to the same extent of 16-bit games. Maybe that's part of it. I don't think there's any like comparison thing going on. Yeah, I don't I don't think it has anything to do with like the eras of the game. The thing that popped in my head as you were saying that was, I think... Arkham Knight is the best of the Arkham trilogy, but my favorite is still Asylum and City. So it's like, I like those first two games better. I like the first one the best, and it's like the worst of the trilogy in some ways. But it's like the one that introduced it. It's the so, one that introduced it. It was like, oh, the the Batman the Animated Series cast is doing the thing. It's a, it's a different game. It's more of a linear experience. It's not open world. Um, but Arkham Knight was like this beautiful experience that was super polished and huge, and you're driving the Batmobile. I'm like, this is clearly the best quality of these games, yeah, but it's the one that I like the least. So I, I almost feel like maybe there's some of that well, going on here where I'm just like, yeah, this isn't, this is great, but there's more of a, an attachment to those older. Yeah. Well, subjective preferences aren't always rational. 
um, agree to disagree with me. Um, I don't know if you know me very well, but I try to rationalize everything, Jordan. You know, I think emotions are things to be put in a box somewhere else. Um, and analysis of video games is something that should go on a spreadsheet. Um, we are not. This is a disclaimer. Uh, do not take uh, emotional advice from this podcast. I, I am not a licensed therapist. Please speak I to took you. a course on Udemy. I have a, <laughs> I have a Udemy certificate on therapy that says, uh, in theory, I'm I'm educated. Um, um, the course your, was like six bucks, so I don't even know how legit it was. You pay, <laughs> you'd pay more for Castlevania Bloodlines than for that course, so just keep that in mind. We're not professionals. Don't take nutrition or health or financial advice from us. <laughs> this podcast is purely for entertainment purposes. There and if go. you're not entertained, then stop listening. Yeah, what are you doing? We're like an hour into this thing. All right. Um, <laughs> so $7 is what you're saying. It's got to be less than that. I don't. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean. Oh. Yeah. So like you figure 1994. Yeah. The Genesis is on its way out. Okay. Um, Castlevania, a notoriously high selling franchise. Um, I think this game sold 30 million copies. Okay. Um, I think it's in Sonic two territory. So you got to be able to get a copy of this for like three bucks. Oh, I'm not asking what you think it's <laughs> worth. I was saying, I was asking, what do you, you he pay has for? No it? idea Bro, what I've been I'm, saying for the last five I'm, minutes. I'm like, none of it made any sense to me. Yeah, so I'm he sure just wasn't listening. To you. No, he wasn't listening. He was looking at his this phone. This is what I'm doing. Waiting for, I for am, me to stop talking. So no, I am <laughs> instead of making sense of all of the things that I was just saying. I'm scrolling through in, my yeah. Castlevania three notes. He's on Facebook trying to figure out <laughs> what did I say I'd pay for Castlevania three. He's on Facebook looking at what Uncle Terry said about politics, and he's like, oh, "It's not man. even Thanksgiving yet." Uncle Terry, Uncle Terry, like, what are you doing? Like, why? Just why? Uncle Terry, like, you're unfollow. like, I gotta. I, what's the, what's the muting on Facebook or whatever? Unfollow, just temporarily. You can unfollow for thirty days. Like the thing that you can like. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna unfriend you, but like, I don't see your stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, it's called the yeah. shadow ban. Unfollow. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, like, if if you're binging our Castlevania series, I want you <laughs> you to understand. We're talking about we're talking to Netflix to get our um, our episodes actually turned into a, a bingeable. Yeah, series. they're going to be animating them and turning them into. Uh, it's actually going to be anime, and um, yeah, it's going to be really real dope. Anyway, less than whatever I said for Castlevania three because. <laughs> Well, like you said, there, this game is fun. It's good. It's worth playing, especially if you have the the collection. I love that I have the collection. You should absolutely play this. This should be essential retro game reading. But like, playing. don't play this one first. Like, go play Castlevania one and three. You can skip two. <laughs> Sega Genesis games to play before you die. Yeah, there we go. Um, so all that being said, I don't know how to quantify it. I'm, I'm, you said <laughs> two dollars as usual. It's not. No, it's more than two. Like, I feel like this is more than two. Ooh, uh, uh, like I, I'm feeling uh, four. Four what? is my gut. But if I said less than that for Castlevania <laughs> three, then um, then flip it around. I don't know. We should probably just talk about the prices that like actual collectors. <laughs> Yeah. So, Dan, to spend on Castlevania what do Bloodlines. you think? What do you think that a, a loose copy of Castlevania Bloodlines is going for? Like seventy bucks. Yeah, you yeah. you hit it. It's sixty eight dollars. Yeah. Um, when I looked at these prices a week ago, it was sixty eight bucks. If it's jumped a lot since then, 
Sue me. Not yet. Not, the episode's yeah. not out oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> uh, what do you think a complete copy's going for? Mm, Shanks just got a complete copy. He posted that on, on Discord. Did he? Maybe. I don't even know. I feel like. Maybe you dreamed it. Maybe I dreamed it, or maybe it was in the Castlevania Bloodlines channel on oh, our Discord. Yeah. But I feel like he acquired that recently. And I was like, well, Ooh. let's let's guess what it is, and then we can judge him. Two hundred dollars? No, not quite. One fifty nine. One fifty nine. That was so. A, I thought my gut it was originally in there, and I was like, that can't be right. Apparently, Dan, there are two versions of this. Apparently, there are two versions of Castlevania Bloodlines, and I've never been on live television <laughs> before. Um, so there's like the regular plastic Genesis box version. Oh, and the cardboard shmooshy trash. Cardboard version. What, what do you think? Come so on. This is the funny Come part. Come on. This is funny. You have these nice wait, wait, wait. plastic wait. clamshell. Just wait though. Come on. What do you think a loose copy of the cardboard version? <laughs> like you don't even get. <laughs> Damn. The, the label is slightly different. Yeah. That's how you could tell the or difference. Or maybe just the serial number. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think a loose copy of the cardboard version? You don't get the cardboard, but you do get the game. You don't get the cardboard, but you get the version. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you think it's going for? $90. $118. It's dumb. People. Almost double the price. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then if you actually do have the cardboard, what do you think it's going for? Probably more like 250 Yeah, you'd think that the cardboard version that surely wouldn't last as long as the plastic version would be more expensive because there can't be that many of them out there, right? Jordan, let me tell you about collectors. I, they're dumb. They're dumb. <laughs> stop. They're dumb. You're dumb. Hey, dumb people. Wow. Stop collecting. Jordan's dumb too in his own way. I am. I am dumb. We're all let's, let's be dumb. all right. Stop throwing shade. No, I'm dumb at the, too. At the collectors. Let's 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 shine the spotlight on how dumb you are. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I'm not going to, I mean, you're my you're friend. Gonna I'm not going to sit here and offend you in front of. No, no, no. I want it. In front. <laughs> Tell me, Dan, how am I dumb? <laughs> we did this last time. You, you dunked on me for my Goodreads obsession. <laughs> I didn't dunk on you for your Goodreads. You dunked on me for having email notifications. <laughs> Dude, every time, every time I finish a book now, I'm like, oh, Dan just got an email. And like, is it when no, I. No, it's like once or twice a week. Okay. What are your friends reading? I'm always. Well, I know. What I'm you're, only finishing I'm on a you, book Jordan. like once or twice a week, I'm so you, that Jordan. makes sense. I know what you're doing. I there. just want to make you're sure. Always like, reading some fiction series that I haven't heard of, or th- some nonfiction book. Well, there you go. That covers them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fiction, nonfiction, historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, yeah, you would think that a cardboard one would cost more <laughs> than a plastic one, but it's actually only $132 for a oh, complete copy of okay. the cardboard yeah. one. Um, and if you are a sane human being in 2023, who is buying this game, you're buying the collection, which is $20 frequently goes on sale for 10 less than that. It goes on sale for really? probably, I think three to $4. No, I think three fifty. No chance. Yeah. I, all right. Okay. Well, let's, let's PS yeah, price is this. Yeah, do it. I dare if you. If you all. Wait, okay. wait, wait. I'm Shut gonna, up. I'm, no, wait, Tom, I'll do it on a good console. No, do it on the Switch. I, I'm going to do it on all the consoles, Jordan. Okay. So there is a, a website that I like. Tell me about it. We're not affiliated with them. No. Well, but they have affiliate links on their website. Pro tip, <laughs> we're not affiliated with any websites except for our own. Uh, PS prices. PS prices. Com. If you want to look for. <laughs> <dot> com. <laughs> Uh, if you want to look up historical prices and what's currently on sale, 
Yeah. Uh, go for to digital PS, games. Go to PS prices and you'll find they added iOS recently and it's like Ooh, like why? I like it's that. terrible because you can sort everything on the the website for oh. like what's been on sale recently and yeah. like you always have like dumpster fire free iOS games that yeah. now rise to the top. I but got you. You can't filter them out. If you want to pay uh <laughs> let's look at the Switch version of the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Yes, Lowest please. price 399. That's nuts. Okay, every single person yeah. go and wish list this. You'll get an email when it goes on sale for $4. Buy it because this is an amazing collection for $4. If you don't then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Goodness. Um <laughs> All platforms, three ninety nine is the is the sale price that this goes for. So, and it's it seems like it goes on sale pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I, one, I often look at the the arcade anniversary, which is like a bunch of shoot 'em ups. It's not. Like, it's not great. It's I'm not like, as good as the Contra and Castlevania collection. Yeah, I look at it on my wish list, and I'm like, I should buy that. And then I also uh, bought the Castlevania Advance collection. Yes, which doesn't go as cheap on sale. Not yet. Not Maybe yet. eventually. Maybe. Maybe eventually. it won't. Maybe but those yeah. are like some solid Metroidvania games. I think Dracula X is on there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, um, for four bucks, if you can pick this up for four <laughs> bucks, absolutely worth instead it. Instead of seventy, um, man, it's so sad. I'm just lamenting the fact that this hobby used to be something that I could walk into a Salvation Army. Yeah, and for ten dollars, I could get stuff that is now like hundreds of dollars. Do you think that this is all Macklemore's fault? <laughs> not all of it not all of it i think thrift stores definitely got worse after you put that song out thrift stores got worse but i think that the 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 retro gaming prices have been the function of like people having disposable income and getting into, into their careers yeah whereas it's like i started collecting in like high school so it was like that was instead <laughs> you're of buying seeing the, i'm seeing this in ps3 and 360 now where it's just like Oh, that's what this was like. Like, oh, people are like getting excited to collect like PS3 and 360 games. And it's like, I lived through that entire generation and uh, it doesn't feel like retro or collectible to me. Yeah. And now it's starting to turn that corner where kids who were retro is starting to feel a little bit more. I like to me, it's still not, but I'm starting to go. Am I going to have to think of PS3 games as retro and like collectible? Like, this is weird. I need you to just start thinking of Wii games as retro. I don't think start about there. I don't think about the Wii. Oh, bro. I just don't. Bro. No, you're yeah. not going to make me do that. Anyway. What a garbage console. <laughs> We're going to say that Castlevania Bloodlines is worth it. Dan's opinion on the Nintendo Wii, worthless. <laughs> we should just do a whole Wii episode. We're going, yeah, we should just do. We'll cover the, the whole, Wii. the whole Is library. The Wii, are the five thousand Wii games worth it or worthless? Um, oh, but for real, shovelware, like your <laughs> physical version of Bloodlines, <laughs> worthless. Digital version, worth it for sure. I mean, yeah. Like if you're a retro collector, you're gonna probably want to add Bloodlines to your collection. But I'm gonna feel bad for you for paying for seventy bucks. No, 70 bucks. don't. Why? Why are you gonna? Because you're collecting retro games, and what we say is ridiculous, anyways. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. If you got $70 to spend on retro games, then like this is one of the ones that you should have in your collection. This is a retro game. This is uh this is this is like Sunset Riders or like a Knights of the Round. It's a quality retro game that holds up in 2023. It's still fun to play. 
I would not put this on par with Sunset Riders and Knights of the Round. <laughs> you lost now me. Now he got man. offended. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's it's a what I mean by that is it is a polished and fun experience in the modern era. Yes, that's fair. It's not one of those like This game is broken. Yeah, it's like the, a lot of the early PS1 games, like they just feel bad to play. Like yeah. camera's weird. Like they just didn't have an idea of like what was going on yet. And this game just feels like I never found myself going like this feels like an old game that's outdated and it needs a bunch of quality of life features and has like a broken map system. Like, no, this is a fun game that holds up. So, yeah, play it, play people, it. play it, do it. Castlevania, the new generation vampire killer, play vampire killer on the Castlevania anniversary collection. Or in, how much did you look up Japanese prices? How much is a copy of vampire killer? Uh, I didn't even know that. Because that's, know. that's, a, well, does the, it's got a different name. So does I, the Sega Genesis play Mega Drive games? This is a region locking. Does the Sega Genesis, what? <laughs> does the Genesis play Mega Drive oh, games? I don't know. Why would you ask me? I never owned one. I'm not into <laughs> Sega games. Oh my gosh. We're big Sega fans on this podcast, Jordan. You didn't know that? Uh, Vampire <laughs> Killer. <laughs> It, Sega fanboy. It is a game. It is a game. Holy crap. Oh, oh. <laughs> every time. All right. So here's another rabbit trap. Wait, this is perfect. Here's this is perfect, Dan. This is perfect. <laughs> Have I told you about the holy crap guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to know now. So my son, one of the YouTube things that he likes to watch <laughs> is a guy or <laughs> no, it's not even just this guy. My son is into the to spirit Halloween YouTube culture which <laughs> is a you, thing you're probably saying to yourself that's not a thing but it's at least a thing it with, is a weirdly popular thing it's a weird thing for a kindergartner to be into <laughs> yeah so my son is super into like spirit halloween animatronics because of these youtube things and my son is not somebody who's like into horror stuff or like he get, he's he's like scared of the dark He's like, like he, yeah, that's kind of run of the mill for like, kindergartners. Right. But he's watching these like terrifying animatronics say like horrible things. And like he, he, we were just talking about it the other night, he's like talking about nozzles and crouchy and like he knows these things by name. But there's this guy with a popular spirit Halloween YouTube channel. <laughs> well, his thing is he goes I think he drives a truck and he just goes to different spirit Halloweens across the country and so like his whole thing is like holy crap like <laughs> he just he says holy crap in a really interesting way to me when I hear it <laughs> it's just, holy crap guys <laughs> and every time somebody says holy crap now I'm just like spirit Halloween well there you go there's the story <laughs> Anyway, back to this. Dan, <laughs> Vampire Killer for the Mega Drive is, this is perfect. Perfect. Loose cartridge, $666. <laughs> Not even kidding. $666. Uh, a, complete, a complete copy, $700. What are y'all doing? Like, who, who... Like, so nope, that's not a that's not a good way to experience this game. <laughs> Definitely anniversary collection. Yep. Um that's probably one of those like super rare, also the best version. Also it's in English, so like who cares whether it's yeah. It's like man. Womp womp. There it is. There it is. Jeremy got trivia? I, I do have one. Um it's not well Did you say it see. starts with one? Yeah. So <laughs> I heard that song. Twice in one day in separate locations, and I was like, what's, what "What's the universe trying to say?" Is happening to me right now? I'm like, "Nope, this isn't happening." 
All right. So, Dan, we talked a little bit about the music in this game. The composer of this game, uh, she later did Symphony of the Night and a number of other Konami games. She also did the music for the recent Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is basically just Castlevania, but under a different name. Not as good. Okay. And uh, so, Dan, which of these musical genres was not an inspiration for her composition of Castlevania Bloodlines? Which of these genres was not an influence for her composition of the soundtrack? Baroque, techno, classical, or rock? (laughs) Baroque, techno, classical, or rock? Is Baroque not classical music? Baroque is more like harpsichord, kind of like ballroom. Like Henry the whatever. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> wigs and and yes benjamin franklin whatever what is the, it's what like is more that like, era what, what's, like, what's the era you kind of have to like pretend like you're bouncing like dance like a kind of like like you're a hobby horse kind of like gallivanting around baroque music <laughs> classical is you know like bach yeah beethoven kind of stuff <laughs> I know what classical music is. Basically, like chamber music versus symphony music. Lost me again. Okay. Well, which of those four genres (laughs) did not influence her composition of Castlevania Bloodlines? So we got classical, baroque, metal, rock. No, just rock rock or techno. Rock or techno. Man, uh, I want to say techno, but I feel like later on techno came into the mix are we just talking about this game or are we talking about this in game. general this game this game uh then i would say techno yeah you're right yeah. she's a classically trained musician yeah. and so like that was uh, a, yeah. a thing that can't that inspired her stood out more in this yeah. so yeah there you go you nailed it nailed techno. it perfect she was not inspired by techno which dan do you know the birthplace of techno music uh moby yeah. No, no, no. Like the the <laughs> physical location on the planet where techno music was yeah. first birthed. France. You'd think that because Daft Punk, right? <laughs> I didn't know Daft Punk was, was French. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like really like leaning into the genre. No, Dan, it was a basement in Belleville, Michigan. Okay. Right down the street from us yeah. is where techno music was born. I don't believe you, but. Fair enough. Okay. Well, you can look it up on Wikipedia, <laughs> which is where all of our facts come from. Not all of them. Uh, a lot of a them. A lot of them. Although there was one, I think, fun fact that needed a citation. Um, Wikipedia is getting, you know, like, <laughs> October 2021, citation needed. I think that was like the it was like one of the blood facts. Although the back of the box does say blood curdling. Uh, for Castlevania, the new generation. Here's that. When you look up the birthplace of techno music, one of the first articles that pops up is The Belleville Three and How Techno Was Born. Interesting. Three young men, all born in Detroit, met at school in Belleville. Okay. There you go. All right. I see you. Fair yeah. enough. Have yeah. I, uh, when was the last time I got a trivia question wrong? Was it ever? Uh, no, never, actually. <laughs> you are infinite for infinite. <clears throat> all right. Keep sending the trivia in, people. Uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Jordan, do you have anything else before we uh, we wrap up our show? I think today? that's going to do it for us today. Do it. We got episode 107 going to be Punch Out. Punch Out. Punch Out. I don't know. I don't I don't know if you're going to like Punch Out or Mike not. Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Uh, I think 
You're probably going to play the Switch Online version, so it's probably going to be Mr. Dream. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't think they've re-upped the license with Mike Tyson. Probably not. <laughs> to, to, to get that out there. I uh, I think I've got Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on the shelf. I don't think I have Mr. Dream, whatever. Um, so I'll probably be playing that. Um, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm curious. I've never played it. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know how you're going to feel about it because it is very like twitchy skill. Oh yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta have fast reflexes. That's me. So that's, I don't know if that's usually how people describe me. Yeah. Jordan, uh, we got Spotify playlists. We do. You, you want some good music? Do you want good chip tunes? Check out the description of this podcast. You find some links. If you listen to Spotify. Yeah. Which you should because Spotify is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's good. Jordan's been adding a lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> the Spotify playlist. Is that a thing I can do? <laughs> I'll put some songs. Uh, I believe so. All right. So. Add me to it. Add I'll... some. Add some good, good, good music. And of course, uh, if you want to do something nice, yeah, find a podcast that you like in the podcast app. Yeah, and go leave them a review. Yeah, it could be ours. It could be someone else's. It could be the one that Dan and I have. It could be <laughs> a random person that you know. It could be worth it or worthless. It could be really any <laughs> podcast you could think of. It could be the one you're listening to right now. <laughs> but go and leave them a nice review. Yeah, at least two stars. Yeah. Don't be one of those. That's the bottom. <laughs> Don't go below two. Don't go below two. There's people out here. <laughs> we are people. We're not stars. We're people. That's true. <laughs> We're not hearts. Should Castlevania have stars? Yeah, pick up stars from candles to throw weapons at people. Why do you get weapons out of candles? You didn't even think <laughs> yeah. about that. I thought about it. I didn't think about it. That's weird. All right. All right. We'll see you guys in Punch Out. See ya. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a rating or review wherever you're listening and if you shared the show with other retro gaming fans in your life. If you're looking for more retro gaming content, check out worthitorworthless.com where you can find things like reviews, guides, game recommendations, and of course, all of our relevant links. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks.